Welcome and thank you so very much for joining us on today's segment of Making a Difference Through Mentorship, where we believe you make a difference one life at a time. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, the aim of these podcasts is to share biblical principles and precepts. We define a principle as a universal law that's true in any context, situation, environment, or organization. Just as the law of gravity is just as true in Central Texas, it's also true in Chicago or New York or Los Angeles. When we talk about a precept, we talk about a rule, a guide, a compass, or words that we can live and lead by, or simply truth that transforms. So once again, thank you for joining us on today's segment of Making a Difference Through Mentorship. Today's topic is Wisdom, the Call to Listen, Part 1. Throughout the course of our day, we listen to a lot of things. We listen to the telephone ring. We listen to uh, cars traveling down the highway. We we listen to family or friends or co-workers share their ideas. Listening to or inclining our ears to hear the directives, the proclamations, the ordinances, the laws and commands of Jesus as our king. As we shared in last week's podcast, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. When we listen to Jesus as our king of kings and Lord of lords, as citizens of his kingdom, we we need to listen to, incline our ears to hear his directives, his ordinances, his laws, or words to live by. And as kingdom citizens, we are submitted and committed to God's or to Jesus, his rule, which he rules our hearts. He reigns. How he reigns is through his ordinances, his laws, the 66 books of the Bible, and his sovereign governance, where I live and work. I'm living in God's kingdom, his rule. He rules in our hearts, his reign by the word of the Lord and his sovereign governance. There is no place that God does not rule. There's no place that we could ever be, no city, state, or country, no football or basketball stadium, no music hall, no restaurant or grocery store in the world that is not a part of God's kingdom rule, reign, and sovereign governance. The Bible reminds us in Psalm 24 and 7, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. To listen to, to hear the directives, the ordinances, laws, commands of the king, we must have ears to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Seven times in the second and third chapters of the book of Revelations, the Bible declares, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. From the very beginning, God's kingdom rule, reign, and sovereign governance is not restricted or limited by time because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and there are no limits, and there are no boundaries to the king's domain, and that which assists our king in his rule, reign, and government is wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1 in the expanded Bible version, beginning at verse number 1, declares, These are the wise words of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Verse 2, they teach wisdom and self-control, discipline, instruction. They will help you understand wise words or provide insightful sayings. Verse 3, they will teach you how to be wise, insightful, and self-controlled, disciplined, and will teach you to do what is honest, righteous, fair, just, 
and virtuous. Verse four, they make the uneducated, those that are immature or naive, wise and give knowledge and sense discretion to the young. Verse five, wise people can also listen and learn or add increase via, via teaching. Even they, those with understanding can find good advice in these words, guidance, the Proverbs. In verse chapter two of Proverbs chapter one, the word wisdom carries a meaning in the original Hebrew of experience, good sense and skill, intellectual wisdom. Job asked in the 28th chapter, from where then does wisdom come and where is the place of understanding? And then the answer is given in Job 28 and 23. God understands the way to it and he knows its place, the place of wisdom. Proverbs 1 and 7 speaks of both biblical knowledge and wisdom, further teaches us that knowledge begins with respect, fear, which is reverence of God for the Lord, but fools hate, despise wisdom and discipline, which is self-control and instruction. To fear the Lord is to start on the path to knowledge of God, and God then provides us with wisdom through Christ, who the Bible says is wisdom personified in 1 Corinthians 1 and 30. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Knowledge is what is gathered over time through the study of the scriptures. It can be said that wisdom in turn acts upon that knowledge. Wisdom is the application of the knowledge gained from the study of the word of God. Knowledge understands the traffic light has turned red. Wisdom applies the brakes. Knowledge sees the quicksand. Wisdom walks around it. Knowledge memorizes the Ten Commandments. Wisdom obeys them. Knowledge learns of God. Wisdom tells us to love God. The Bible further tells us in Proverbs chapter 8, beginning at the first verse in the New Century Version, listen as wisdom calls out. The King James Version, listen, wisdom crying out in the street. The New Century Version, listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. Verse 2, on the hilltop along the road, wisdom takes her stand at the crossroads. Verse three, by the gates at the entrance to the town on the road leading in, wisdom cries aloud. Verse four, I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. Verse six, listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Verse 22 of Proverbs chapter eight, the Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. I was appointed in ages past at the very first before the earth began. Verse 24, I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters. Verse 25, before the mountains were formed, before the hills, I was born. Before he had made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil, I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. Verse 28, I was there. When he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth, verse 29, I was there when he set the limits of the sea so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, verse 30, 
I was. Wisdom says I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. Verse 31, and how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. Wisdom takes us all the way back to the beginning in Proverbs 8.22. Wisdom then informs us that when God created the heavens and the earth, as noted in Genesis 1 and 1, wisdom says, I was there. And not just as a casual observer during the six wonder-filled days of eternity. Here, wisdom is revealed as the craftsman or architect of creation at God's side. The language of this passage reveals that wisdom is an eternal attribute of, attribute of the eternal God, and wisdom is embodied in the person of Jesus Christ. John 1 verses 1 through 3 declares, in the beginning was the word, that's Jesus, and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. The Bible also speaks to us of the personification of wisdom's qualities, skills, and experiences in Proverbs chapter 8. In the Old Testament, wisdom further reveals God's will and ways in the created order, his kingdom or domain concerning his people. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, in the expanded Bible version, Beginning at the fifth verse, Moses says, by the inspiration of God, look, I have taught you the laws, statutes, ordinances, requirements, and rules the Lord my God commanded me. Now you can obey the laws in the land you are entering, in the land you will take or possess. Verse six, obey these laws carefully, keep guard and do them, obey in order to show the other nations that you have wisdom and understanding or discernment. When they hear about these laws, they will say, this great nation of Israel is wise and understanding, discerning. Verse seven, what other nation is as great as we are? Their gods do not come near them, but the Lord our God comes near when we pray to him. Verse eight, and no other nation has such good quality teaching, statutes, ordinances, requirements, and commands as those I'm giving you today. Moses as God's ambassador passionately encourages God's people to observe his commandments, God's commandments, to teach them diligently to their children and to turn away from idolatry, going after other gods with the ever recurring reminder that their safety and prosperity would depend on their loyalty and obedience to God. God established the very essence of loyalty through his covenant relationship with his people. In Deuteronomy 7 and 9, in the expanded Bible version, Moses declares, know that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God. He will keep, guard his agreement, his covenant, his treaty of love for a thousand lifetimes for people, for generations who love him and obey his commands. We have been called by wisdom to listen. Listen to wisdom as the Apostle Paul further testifies to God's love and loyalty to us, his people, in Romans chapter 8, beginning at the 35th verse in the New Living Translation. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Verse 36, as the scriptures say, for your sake, God's sake, we're killed every day. 
We're being slaughtered like sheep by the ways of the world. Listen to verse 37. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Verse 38, Paul says, and I am convinced you've got to be convinced, my brother and sister, just as Paul was. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death or life neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Verse 39, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Sadly and tragically, there are many people in the world today that includes the house of God, the church of God, that don't know and understand God's love and loyalty has been given through Christ for all of humanity. So wisdom speaking through Paul in Romans chapter 8 says to all that has ears to hear what the spirit is saying. There's no circumstance, no situation, no event that can cause Christ to turn away from his people. No matter how many mistakes, no matter how many times we may have failed, there's no, no matter how terrible or severe the situation, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus loves us all. So that's why John says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. There's nothing that we've ever been through that can cause us to perish or be separated from God's love. Regardless of the circumstance, he, he longs to be reconciled to every man, woman, boy, and girl. No matter or no more, uh, no more severe circumstances can be imagined than the ones that Paul gives us in Romans chapter 8. But there is absolutely nothing, no matter how dark, depressing, or discouraging a person may become. Jesus says in John 8 and 12, in the New International Version, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. We'll have the light of life. In other words, Jesus says, I am the light in your night. Night and darkness can be symbols of misery, adversity, and ignorance. Ephesians 4 and 18 teaches us in the English Standard Version, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Ignorance in our modern society carries such a negative connotation. However, ignorance is simply a commentary on what you don't know. And what we know about what we know is not all there is to know about what we think we know. People listen to a lot of things throughout the course of a day. We listen to our family members and co-workers as they talk with us. We listen to the waiter or waitress in the restaurant as they tell us a special of the day. We listen to the latest videos on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We listen to the nightly news. But wisdom says, listen to me. Listen to wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8 in the expanded Bible version, beginning at verse number 12. I am wisdom and I have good judgment. I dwell with prudence. I also have knowledge and good sense. Verse 13, if you respect the Lord, you will also those who fear, who reverence the Lord and hate evil. Wisdom says, I hate pride and bragging arrogance evil ways, the path of evil and lies, a perverse mouth. Verse 14, I have advice and good sense. 
resourcefulness, ability, and I have understanding and power and strength. When we choose to listen to wisdom, we also receive prudence, which is translated as common sense, which appears in this day and age is not so common anymore. But when we receive or choose to listen to wisdom, we also receive prudence, which is common sense, good judgment, keen insight to see through traps and pitfalls and to foresee obstacles and dangers. When we choose to listen to wisdom, we also receive knowledge, which is insight for oversight, emphasizing the fact that knowledge comes through the experience of knowing the person of wisdom that is Christ our Lord. In this world in which we live, we are all in need of, as verse 14 declares, advice, good sense, resourcefulness, and God's ability granted to us by wisdom's understanding and strength. Most of us, if not all of us, have a lot of questions. Am I happy with what I'm doing or why am I not happy? We have questions about our careers. Should I apply for another job? Why haven't I gotten that pay raise or promotion? We have questions about our health and well-being. Why is it so hard for me to exercise and eat right? The advice of wisdom, good sense, and resourcefulness of God's word is effective, efficient, and leads to success in every area of life. This is why God tells Joshua to take this book of the law. For us, take our Bibles. Take this book of the law and meditate on it day and night and do according to all that's written therein. Then you will have good success. You'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success. The success of the world is not the success of God. You can have the cars, you can have the money, you can have the power, prestige, and position until not have the success of God. But when we take God's word, all 66 books, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for you and me. When we take the book of the law, our Bibles, and meditate on it day and night and do according to all that's written therein, then we will make our way prosperous. To prosper means to go well on your life journey. Then we'll make our way prosperous and then we'll have good success. Never allow anybody to define your success but God. Some people define success by their possessions or their positions. But for you and I, as we listen to wisdom's call, we define success by God's word. And we need to, we must listen to wisdom. And the need is desperate for us because the human heart or our emotions cannot always be trusted. The expanded Bible version of Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, More than anything else, above all things, a person's mind is evil. The heart is deceitful. The heart is devious, crooked, and cannot be healed. Desperately wicked, it is perverse and sick. Who can understand or know it? God, help us today. When, when, when this version of Jeremiah 17 and 9 says a person's mind is evil, that word evil, when you spell it backwards, is live, L-I-V-E. In other words, we have the uh, potential to live backwards or without the wisdom of God because our minds, the mind and the heart in the Old Testament culture are synonyms. They are one in the same, indicating a person's character or lack thereof. The reality of our minds, the way that we think influences our hearts, which is connected to our character. The way that we think, neuroscientists and neuropsychologists tell us that we have anywhere from 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and half of them are negative. 
We cannot stop negative thoughts from coming, but we don't have to take them. Five times in Matthew chapter six, Jesus gives us this, this concept. Take no thought. Five times in one chapter, Jesus says, take no thought. This is wisdom's advice and strength that we must listen to and apply to our lives. Negative thoughts only come to hinder, harm, and distract us from accomplishing God's will and purpose for our lives. This is why wisdom says in 2 Timothy 1 and 6, in the New Living Translation, I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Glory to God. Just as Paul said to Timothy thousands of years ago, so does God say to you and me today. The King James Version of this passage says, stir up the gift of God that's in you. There's more inside of you, brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters. There's more inside of you than you know and understand. And wisdom says to you today, stir up the gift. Fan into flames the spiritual gift of God that's inside of you. As you do so, you become the solution to somebody's problem and the answer to somebody's prayer. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, the earnest expectation of all of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. All of creation, people in your family, people on your jobs, people in your neighborhood are waiting for the gift of God that you are, that he has planted in the earth. Stir up the gift, my brother. Stir up the gift, my sister, as you do so. You become the solution to somebody's problem and the answer to somebody's prayer. Wisdom's advice and strength for us is further discovered in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 in the Message Bible that declares the world is unprincipled. It's a dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. In other words, as we listen to wisdom's advice and counsel, we will never be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. But we don't live or fight our battles the way the world fights, never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for de demolishing that entirely massive corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, philosophies just being another way that we think. We smash warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. In other words, accepting and receiving wisdom's advice and strength. In 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, God's word further carries us to the heights of spiritual maturity that grant us victory over the questions of life and the way that we think about life and this dog-eat-dog -dog world in which we live because the life that we live or choose to live is the abundant life that Jesus promised us in John 10 and 10. I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. In Proverbs chapter 8, verses 17 and 18, the New International Version wisdom says, I love those who love me and those who seek me, find me. Verse 18, with me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. 
Wisdom is saying this. When you make a commitment to her, to wisdom, she makes a commitment to you. We will receive the full and faithful benefit of wisdom's devotion. Wisdom will not leave you. Wisdom will not let you down. Wisdom, it's important to know, wisdom is not looking for part-time lovers. Wisdom loves those who love her. Wisdom is constant, never changing and dependable. If we always love and seek wisdom, we will receive the very best, experience the very best, and be empowered by wisdom to live victoriously for life, throughout life. Wisdom richly blesses those who choose her. Wisdom gives to those that choose to love her enduring wealth or durable riches, speaking of things that last beyond life. Honor brings with it dignity and spirit and respect. When we choose to love wisdom, we are honored and respected by our devotion to wisdom and God sees it all. Wisdom makes herself fully available to all people, but people must make a decision to accept wisdom and seek after wisdom. Proverbs 21 and 21 in the New International Version says, he or she that pursues righteousness and love shall find life, honor, and prosperity. When we consider righteousness, wisdom is God's righteousness. God is love himself. When we pursue God's righteousness and the very character and nature of God, which is love, we find life, the abundant life, a kingdom life by his rule, reign, and sovereign governance. We find life, prosperity, that helps us to go well on our life journey. This is why 3 John and 2 says, Beloved, above all things, I would that you would prosper, go well on your life journey, and be in health even as your soul prospers. Our soul, the seed of our emotions, intellect, and will, it can prosper. It can grow. Our soul can develop by wisdom's counsel, where we don't allow our souls to get out of control, but by wisdom's counsel, the Bible says they that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So he who pursues righteousness and love, God's righteousness, where you and I are justified, we are made righteous by the love of God because God is love. We find life, prosperity, and honor. And Proverbs 8 and 35 declares, for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. My brothers and my sisters, we are cloaked and clothed in the life and favor of God. The favor of God are his blessings. And now, according to the psalmist, now is the set time to favor Zion as we heed or listen to wisdom's call. We began today's podcast with just a thought throughout the course of our day. We listen to a lot of things. Our ears are made to hear. The Bible tells us seven times in the New Testament, he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Listening to, inclining our ears to hear the directives, the edicts, the ordinances, the laws, the commands of our King Jesus must hold preeminence in our lives for kingdom living and a kingdom mindset, and wisdom is our counselor. Being submitted and committed to our King's rule, where he rules in our hearts and he reigns by the 66 books of our Bibles <clears throat> and his sovereign governance, guarantees the promise of abundant, of abundant life. That he, that he gave to us in John 10 and 10. Listening to, inclining our ears 
to hear wisdom's call. We never fail by, by wisdom or God's counsel. Wisdom, the ability to judge and act according to God's directive, his kingdom rule, reign, and sovereign governance in our lives, over our lives, is the most valuable asset in life for kingdom living. Wisdom is an attribute of the character of God granted to us by being attentive and obeying the instructions of his word. It's good to be wise and is wise to be good. Wisdom will answer all of our questions about life. What can I do that I'm currently not doing? What questions am I not asking myself about my future? How can I help one person today? And this is where we close today's podcast. Wisdom's advice, resourcefulness, and strength answers in Romans 15, 1 through 3 in the Message Bible. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? That's exactly what Jesus did. Wisdom makes us strong and able in the faith to lend a hand to those around us, looking to do good to people around us, asking, how can I help? Wisdom answers that question because there are no limits and there are no boundaries to the king's domain, his government, his rule, his reign, and abundant life granted to us. And you and I, as we're made strong and able in the faith by by listening to wisdom, by taking wisdom's advice and counsel, we become strong and able in the faith, able to lend a hand to those around us with our strength because It's not for simply our status. It's for us to follow the king's rule, reign, and sovereign governance as ambassadors for the king and his kingdom in the earth. And all of this becomes our reality as we listen to wisdom or simply by wisdom's call. Let us listen and obey the counsel and advice of wisdom.